Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 105 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. Oilers Now working out of the home office. Brennan Escott, one of the few in the 6.30 Chad studios. The engineers and operators got to be there or you're not over the air. All right. Oilers now brought to you by Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We are going to head to our Oilers Now headliner for touchback safety, a family business taking care of your family during uncertain times. Training sessions still readily available at touchback safety, and we are pleased uh, to be joined uh, by Bob Nicholson, the uh, vice chair of the Oilers Entertainment Group uh, and the Oilers Entertainment Group, of whom I work for, with an announcement today on a partnership with the Colby Cave family after the uh, tragedy that uh, befell the Oilers forward. We're pleased to, to talk to Bob. Bob, how you doing? I'm doing okay, Bob. Uh, everyone safe around you? Uh, yes, absolutely. Well, the kids have they've been out, out of the house for a grand total of uh, 23 minutes over the last month, Bob. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> everyone goes a little stir crazy in these crazy times. That's for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know what? These have been difficult times, uh, but I got uh, you know just uh, a real sort of jarring, um, you know, difficult uh, scenario that the entire organization went through. And you were obviously uh, very close to it uh, with, with the, you know, Colby Cave ending up with bleeding on the brain and then needing to get a cyst removed out of his brain and ultimately passing away uh, th- this past weekend. Is, is, I know you'd like to just first off, just for our listeners, express condolences on behalf of the organization. Yeah, thanks a lot, Bob. Uh, you know, especially to Emily, his wife, uh, her family, and Colby's uh, mom and dad, uh, Al and Jennifer, and uh, sister Taylor. Uh, you know, just thoughts and prayers are with them. Uh, just a tragic situation to a player that was really special, Bob. Uh, as you know, an undrafted player went to Boston. The uh, best story is they had a jersey for him in the East Coast uh, team. He never never made it there he went right to the american hockey league uh he had a dream to play in the nhl and he did in in boston and uh with the oilers and you know everyone you talk to just talks about his character and uh you know i'm so proud of the Oilers family with you know ken holland leading this at the beginning uh, to jay woodcroft dave tippett uh uh, Connor McDavid, who talks to Emily Daly and Wendy Tippett, everyone's reached out, and I'm really happy to announce. Uh, you know, we have a Kobe Cave uh, Memorial Fund. Uh, Emily really wants to lead this. Uh, we're going to make sure that she does. Uh, it's going to be centered around mental health and for underprivileged kids to play sport. And, uh, you know, I think we can really build some neat programs around this. It'll make a difference for people's lives. And 
that'll make Colby really proud, and uh, I know this is something Emily will really buy into. I know that you would have seen on the Oilers' social media platforms. Uh, we certainly saw it all throughout the course uh, last week after uh, we found out on Tuesday that Colby was placed in a induced coma. You know, the, the, the support that was out there throughout the hockey world, not just in oil country. And that was, again, illustrated yesterday in the Battlefords. I mean, that, uh, you know, when the family landed and uh, the vehicles on the side of the highway, and I think somebody gets stretched for miles and miles and miles, and it doesn't surprise you or me knowing Saskatchewan a bit you know just the character of the people there but that was touching wasn't it Bob yeah you know I heard upwards of uh, cars for 15 kilometers going into Battleford when Kobe's mom and dad uh, were coming back into the community and uh, you know it shows uh, that's Saskatchewan you know that's just what Saskatchewan people do but uh, do it because uh, Colby was such a quality person and touched so many people and you know you talk to his agent uh, uh, Jason Davison who's a, not just his agent but a real good friend that uh, just talks about how Colby touched uh, Battleford and the surrounding areas all the time when he went back there in the, in the, in the summertime. We're joined right now by Bob Nicholson of the Oilers Entertainment Group. And, Bob, we're at a, we're at a pause right now, and it's going to be a challenging time coming out of a pause. The Colby Cave Foundation is not going to be a one-off. This is going to be something that is continuous. Is that correct? Yeah, this is something, uh, you know, we want to, you know, the Oilers Foundation, the Oilers will certainly be uh, leaders in it. But I know I've talked to Ron Robinson, the Western Hockey League, and, you know, Mark Lamb, who coached them in Swift Current. Uh, talk to the Bruins today. Everyone wants to get this memorial fund, but we're going to create ways to uh, have ongoing revenue. And I, I know that uh, this is something that Emily really wants to. I think she'll really jump in and be a big, big part of this uh, so that we can uh, remember uh, Colby as we move forward, but hopefully make a difference for um people in the mental health area and they get kids to play sport uh, which is something Kobe uh, really really would want to do CEO and vice chair of the Oilers Entertainment Group, Bob Nicholson, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. All right. Uh, in your conference call that you uh, did today, uh, yes, the genesis of the of the uh, the origin of the conference call was the Colby Cave Foundation, but you did comment on some other matters. So I'd like to uh, have that conversation with you if we could. And, and part of it was you shed some light on, on the potential of maybe uh, the 2021 season starting up as late as November. And I guess the theory behind this, Bob, would be to give you a little bit of uh, runway to conclude this season. Is that correct? Yeah, I think the real key is Gary Bettman and, you know, and the Players Association really want to finish this year. Uh, we want to, you know, finish off the season, finish off uh, off the playoffs. Uh, you know, and from um, Oilers fans and players, hey, we're in the, we're in the thick of things here. Uh, we want to be able to uh, play for the Stanley Cup this year. Uh, you know, we got to make sure that uh, it's a safe place for our players to come back and, you know, have fans come back and enjoy it. Uh, those are steps that we'll work uh, with all the safety groups. But the Gary Bettman's made it clear he wants to uh, finish this season. And if we have to, we'd back back up uh, next year till as late as November. So it could be a lot of hockey uh our players are really looking at right now this is their summertime and uh, hopefully we get going here with uh, playoffs and re regular season and playoffs here uh, 
sometime in the summer. Bob, the Oilers have a medical team. Uh, we're reliant in, the, you know, the Alberta Health Services press conferences usually go at 3.30 each day with Dr. Dina Hinshaw, and they run live on 6.30. Chad here, do you have, uh, are you in contact with your medical team getting experts or, or getting some sort of, maybe not advice, well, maybe advice or maybe just some technical expertise in this area in terms of, you know, how the handling of COVID-19 is going? Yeah, you know what, uh, it's a great question, Bob, and uh Gary Bettman's done a very good job with the owners of the NHL. Uh, before each of uh, their conference calls, we have uh, medical experts come on and talk about uh, the state of the virus uh, in the United States and in Canada. And uh, for the orders themselves, we have uh, Dr. Nadu, our uh, head medical uh, doctor, that sends out uh, ongoing charts and information to our staff uh, every every day or at least every second day so we're getting as good information as you can and uh, you know some of it's a little uh, different uh, when you listen to the news but you know hopefully we get this uh, virus plateaued and then look at uh, ways that uh, we can make it safe for people to get out and start to live their normal lives and that will then start to uh, feed into uh, being able to play hockey and uh, uh, fans will get to enjoy the game they love. Well, uh, I mean, there's differences even in the province here, uh, Bob. Like right now, Calgary, uh, as of yesterday, had 62% of all cases in the Calgary zone, and Edmonton zone was at about 23% of the cases. Uh, and I guess that's where it gets tricky is you have, like Alberta pales in comparison to the significance of the impact in U.S. markets like New York City. Uh, like New Jersey and places like that. And, you know, I'm not saying we're doing it better. I'm just saying it had, it, well, I, many people would suggest that the, the health professionals in this market have done it better uh, and the approach has been better. Uh, but you're in a league with 30 other partners and, you you know, this, this has got to be a league-wide thing, doesn't it? It can't just be, even though maybe things are going good in Winnipeg and Edmonton, uh, you're, you're still sort of at the mercy of your other partners, aren't you, and how that's going in those markets as well. Yeah, it's really great to see, you know, the medical uh, group here in Edmonton and Alberta, Western Canada in general, I think they have done a very good job. But when you look at the National Hockey League, we have to look at all of those markets. And, you know, that's the big test uh, that Gary Bettman has, um, you know, to get this season going again and the playoffs of uh, he can't just look at one or two markets. He's got to look at uh, what's the best model uh, to make sure that everyone can get back and play in a safe environment uh, and, uh, you know, challenge for the Stanley Cup. CEO and Vice Chair of the Oilers Entertainment Group, Bob Nicholson. Bob, are you still the uh, Vice President of the IIHF as well? Yes, I am. And, in fact, we got a call tomorrow with the International Ice Hockey uh, Federation just on all the world championships. This year they were all cancelled, and now we're looking at... uh, you know, different um, the locations for next year's World Championship. So it'll be an interesting call to see, you know, how we look to the future of uh, international play. Well, we have two events, and I know you alluded to this briefly. Um, the Holinka Gretzky, which every second year for a six-year run is in Edmonton. Uh, it was here two years ago. It was very exciting. Canada, you know, pulled off a victory ultimately in the event. It's an event Canada's dominated. Uh, it's supposed to be in Edmonton in August. And I'm just wondering, and then, of course, there's the World Junior Championships, which is in Edmonton and Red Deer. I should also mention the events in Red Deer as well for the, the Holinka Gretzky. Um 
too early to say or could be, you know, based on what's occurred here in the summer, a little problematic for the Holinka Gretzky, do you think? Uh, you know what, we're going to make a decision on the Holinka Gretzky in the next seven to ten days, whether or not we'll hold it. Uh, in fairness, I'd love to see NHL games being played in the Oilers, uh, you know, in the playoffs yep. uh, at that time. So we have to, you know, look at that possibility and, you know, moving uh you know, 17-year-olds around the world might not be the safest thing yet in 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 August. So uh, we'll make that announcement here um, very shortly. And then the World Juniors, uh, you know, that's uh, December, and hopefully uh, everything's back to somewhat normal and uh, we'll have a great World Juniors. And I want to conclude, Bob, with kind of a, a chance for you to tell a bit of a story. I was watching the World Hockey Championships. Uh, they had the 2016 final on between Canada and Finland. Talbot was in goal for Canada. Connor McDavid scored uh, the only uh, even-strength uh, goal with goalies in it. You guys got Canada, got an empty net late to win 2 nothing in Russia. But what I remember the most about it, and I was waiting for it, TSN was cool enough to show it again, was when Vladimir Putin went on the ice to do the announcement and then hand out the championship trophy. You were standing right next to him. What was it like in that building when the fans in Russia startlingly realized that uh, Putin was going to be uh, in the house? Because uh, it must have been a surreal moment. Yeah, it really was. You know, Putin was always scheduled to give the trophy away. He, he expected it to be <laughs> given away to the Russian team. And when the Russians weren't in the final, we weren't sure if he was going to be uh, showing up to uh, give the trophy out, but he did, and it was uh, uh, unbelievable the ovation he got from the uh, Russian fans and the fans in general. And I, for the players, uh, you know, to be around him and the trophy being given to Canadians is different. There's such a rivalry with Canada and Russia. Um, and it's always nice when it's Canada getting the, getting the gold medals, uh, whether it's at World Championships or Olympics. Uh, and so to have him deliver that with Rene Fassell and myself uh, was a special moment. Was there a little bit of extra security there, Bob? Yeah, there's a few. <laughs> they were <laughs> surrounded. There's no question. And, but I did get a chance to speak to him one-on-one. Uh, uh, -on -one, uh, and he did talk about the uh, hockey, how much it meant uh, for Canada and Russia. And it was great that we had a a great relationship between the two countries and he knew that I'd left uh, Hockey Canada and was with uh, the Edmonton Oilers and really thought it'd be a good idea if I got Wayne Gretzky to come over and play on his hockey team uh, in some exhibition games so it was a few uh, light moments in the discussion uh, English or in Russian the conversation he, he spoke to me in English so his English was better than your Russian <laughs> <laughs> you got that right all right. Hey, uh, have a good conversation tomorrow with the IIHF, Bob, and thanks for taking time to talk to us about the, uh, uh, you know, honoring Colby Cave with the Colby Cave Foundation moving forward. Yeah, you know what, Bob? Uh, Colby was a special person. He had a real special uh, character that uh, we want to keep uh, in our minds and in our thoughts for a long time here. So thank you. All right. That, thanks a lot, Bob. That is Bob Nicholson. And again, he is uh, the vice chair and the CEO of the Oilers Entertainment Group. Uh, it is 120 in Edmonton. Uh, this email comes in. I'm going to, it, it's an email that came in, uh, from Val from the high desert of Northeast Colorado. Uh, Colorado. Here we go. 
Bob, quite simply, the case curves must be on the steady decline over a two to four week period minimum. There is considerable disagreement on when we can expect this, says Val, who is in the high desert of northeast Colorado. My country's case count has tripled over the course of less than two weeks. Most in this state are expecting increased case counts, not lowered. We are a long way from being clear, at least in this state. Again, Val's in Colorado. I want the NHL back as much as the next guy, maybe more, but there are more pressing, uh, more pressing issues that we've got to get a handle on first. You know what? I think 99% of the people listening get that and understand that. Uh, we'll wait and see what happens moving forward. It is 121 in Edmonton. Bob Nicholson uh, appearing on Oilers Now today. And again, speaking of Bob, Bob was our headliner for our friends at Touchback Safety, a family business taking care of your family during uncertain times. Training sessions still readily uh, readily available. And that is today's top story. Brought to you by Grey Rock Exteriors. Mother Nature wreaks havoc on your home. Book your free, no obligation inspection today. Visit greyrockexteriors.ca. That's the Edmonton Oilers organization uh, working with the Cave family for the Colby Cave Memorial Fund. Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. It is 124 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. Brendan, just before we had Bob on towards the tail end of the conversation with Mark Spector, uh, Joe Speck said, you know, I'd, I'd really love to be watching a late night game, you know, an 8 o'clock game out of the Pacific Division. And I was like, you know, Speck, it's gotten to the point, the point as a sports junkie that I'm starting to uh, cheer for the bad guys in uh, shows like Narcos. You know, I started to cheer for Escobar. And... Uh, our friend Jason from Sangudo has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. And he says, Bob, was anybody else finding themselves attracted to Helen the drug lawyer in uh, Ozark or uh, Darlene Snell <laughs> from the Snells <laughs> from Jason in Sangudo? Let's just say, Jason, that the two actors that played those respective roles did a terrific job in uh, conveying how scary they could be. In that show. It's an awesome show, by the way. What do you think, Brendan? Standing next to uh, Vladimir Putin in Russia, could that be one of the safest places you could be on the planet? Yeah, I think it's safe to say. Uh, you know, for all the, the things that we speculate about what goes on behind the veil there, I mean, we do know that much, is that uh, Putin's probably in good company, uh, and so are you. I just, I, I just, you know, I sat there and I, I, I remember seeing it the first time in 2016 because we were following the, you know, the Oilers, uh, Connor McDavid got hurt during that 15-16 season. Clefbaum missed a bunch of games as well. Talbot kind of put it together down the stretch in February, March and started playing better. And then Canada went over and won back-to-back, uh, golds in the World Hockey Championship. They won the year before with Todd McClellan, uh, in San Jose parting ways and Todd taking over that Team Canada team that Sidney Crosby went and joined. 2015 and uh, that was a very special time uh, you know for me as a, a you know a, a member of the orders entertainment group watching uh, 
Connor McDavid and, and Darnell Nurse in 2015 playing against each other in the OHL playoffs. At that time, Shaw TV still used to broadcast the WHL playoffs, watching Leon Dreisaitl of Kelowna, watching Taylor Hall and Jordan Eberle playing a line with Sidney Crosby in 2015. And then on the heels of that, watching several of those players in 2016 playing at the World Hockey Championship. Hall went, uh, McDavid went for Canada, Talbot was the goaltender, uh, Dreisaitl represented Germany. Uh, in 2016. Uh, and I, I just, as Canada closed out, it was a tougher victory against Finland. Patrick Liney was terrific for the Finns in that series. In fact, I think yeah, Patrick Liney won the tournament MVP, if I'm not mistaken, in 2016. But just the silence as Putin went on the ice. And then, you know, it was, you know, he's got reverence. And, and I get it. There's a percentage of the population that, you know, I think this guy's a scary dude, and they might be entirely 100% right. Um, but in terms of Russians, uh, they have, uh, he, he's a popular, you know, I would suggest to you an intimidating, uh, but popular force in, uh, in their society. And that was pretty, in, in the Canadian, all you need to know, Brennan, is that the Canadian players, went out of their way to go over and shake the hands of Putin. And you could see the guards sort of, and you know, stand next. It was a pretty surreal moment to watch. And Bob Nicholson and Rene Fassell flanked him at one point uh, as they uh, gave out the championship trophy to Team Canada, the World Hockey Championship. 128 in Edmonton. A little bit of a switch in focus coming up at 135. Brad Lauer, uh, nominated for Coach of the Year in the Western Hockey League. He's Eastern Conference's nominee. He'll join us. We'll talk a bit about his playing days, including playing for the New York Islanders against the Edmonton Oilers uh, when both teams were pretty good back in the day, but also about his team this season, which uh, once again was right up there. He's been with the Oilers uh, organization the last two years with the Edmonton Oil Kings and had two great seasons. We'll talk to Brad after ongoing COVID-19 pandemic coverage, a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.